Hi, welcome back to the Full Court Press here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Uh, grateful and very honored to have our following guest here on the show. He's the lead anchor of the Mountain West Network. Uh, he's a former NFL Southern reporter. By the way, he's a three-time Emmy Award winner. And he's up for the running for 13U Baseball Coach of the Year. This guy can do it all. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our honor and privilege to have on with us Jesse Kurtz. Jesse, how are you? I am fantastic, Ozzy. I appreciate you having me. And uh, some of those are lies. We'll let your uh, <laughs> your listeners decide on which ones are uh, maybe uh, a little bit of a stretch of the truth. But I appreciate you having me on, man. No, absolutely. Hey, uh, I know we we're supposed to have you on yesterday, and you know things kind of got quirky. But here we are today with the Mount West Conference football schedule coming out, uh, and 32 games televised by either. You know, CBS Sports Network, three of those are by CBS, and two of those games on CBS are Boise State. How big of a deal is it in the Mountain West Conference to have two of these games on the mothership of the CBS uh, Sports Channels? Well, a couple of a couple of answers uh, within the answer. One, obviously, it's, it's a great privilege to have any broadcast network think highly enough of your product that they feel like their viewers would want to you know, share in the excitement. Um, but then to have, you know, CBS, a, a long-time, uh, long-standing broadcast entity, a superpower in the industry, um, take notice and they want to put it on national TV, um, you know, only the best of the best go to that level. And when CBS, big CBS says, hey, we think we uh, see a lot of value in this, it's huge. And, and we're blessed to have both CBS and Fox as broadcast partners who have that elevated platform to push games uh, when they feel appropriate to the highest of high levels. You think Boise State gets another one of those big games on the uh, Fox uh, Sports Channel? Well, I mean, Boise State is, you know, there, there's a national interest in Boise State. Um, there always has been for, you know, last couple of decades, and um, they've been um, you know, the, the standard in the league uh, with as many championships as they've uh, had and the success that they've had, um, even beyond Mountain West play. So it wouldn't shock me that, that Boise State would have a few that elevates. But, you know, when they do, that's, that's great for the rest of the league, too. One is exposure, but two, the opponent, right? The opponent gets that uh, opportunity to play in that level of an audience. So it, it's a good it's a win-win all the way around when you have really good teams that, that elevate the product and, you know, everyone else's both kind of rise with the tide. You know, Boise State's been dominating this conference for years now, but how, I mean, I got to be careful how I ask this question, but how neat was it to see a new team kind of climb to the top like San Jose State did last year, even though it was a COVID year? Oh, I, I, it's very cool. Um, it's always great when there is competition. And I, even Andy Avalos at Boise State, would agree. I mean, clearly they want to be the team. Everybody wants to be the team. But when there are other teams that push you to be better, and you know, I would imagine that the Boise State players have a little bit of fire in them during this offseason because they didn't win a championship. Um, and they got beat by San Jose State in a championship game. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Um, at the time, of course, it stung. Um, but to have teams that push them, Fresno State beat them a couple of years on the blue in the 2018 championship game. Um, and then, you know, Hawaii had a, had them at the championship game. Boise State wins that, and then San Jose State wins one um, at the, uh, a neutral site. So to constantly have competition and someone pushes you, regardless of what discipline you're in, 
is always great. And I think Boise State would agree with that. And San Jose State had a magical season. It was a national story, which is good for them and good for the Mountain West. I know you can't answer this question, but how do you promote the Mountain West Conference as a football group to the rest of the nation to make it sound attractive? Uh, it's it's high-level football, big-time players. I mean, you look at the type of players that come out of the Mountain West that um, you know are, are now making – you know, big time pushes in the NFL, the, the Derek cars, you know, Andy Dalton had a really good run with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you know, Jordan love at a Utah state, a high draft pick. He's constantly right now in, uh, in national news as a guy that might be a starter. Um, you know, we, we try to push, um, the, did you know, because frankly we're in, most of our teams are in what, what, People out east call the forgotten time zone, right? Mm. Uh, unfortunately, it's harder to see our games because you know most of the day's football is over by the time we kick off. But that's just the reality of where we live in the mountain time zone and and the east coast or on the west coast. So we definitely try to make sure that we get our best storylines, teams, coaches, players in front of those who have the ability to push stories, push narratives, to make sure that people understand that we've got national brands um, in, this, in this conference. We've got terrific cities in this conference, uh, very diverse, um, and you know, it's, it's a great place to live. So I think a lot of people um, look at this, this conference and say, man, there's a ton of history. There's some really good programs. And then there's a bunch of programs that continue to be on the rise, whether it be in football, men's basketball, women's basketball, volleyball. And we just try to make sure at the Mountain West uh, headquarters and at the Mountain West Network that we let people know that we have terrific stories that really fold into what is a, a really good brand of football, men's basketball, et cetera. You'll never get enough credit for how well you ran Mountain West Media Days yes, or last year for basketball over Zoom and, you know, virtual, and I thought it was so well done by you and the Mountain West Conference. How excited are you, though, to have in-person Mountain West Media Football Days coming up here in July? It's going to be amazing. Uh, and I will, I will thank you for the compliment, by the way. That, that was, that was a, uh, a logistical nightmare and a, and a big, <laughs> big puzzle to put together. And frankly, we weren't sure if it was going to come off the way that we had hoped until we were about three-quarters of the way through. So, and I appreciate you and your, your colleagues all participating because if we don't have participation, we don't have a media day. So uh, that was a team effort from the, the office and then media members around the Mountain West footprint. But to, to get back to what, quote, unquote, normal um, is, is going to be awesome. And, you know, life is about person to person. We all have personal relationships. And, you know, media day is about personal relationships and getting a chance to you talk to a coach face to face and you know read mannerisms and and see smiles and get them to know as as you know just a, a human being rather than the fiery guy on the sidelines and get to know these these players at a, a deeper level that's great for you guys um, but that's also great for our coaches and um, and players that have an opportunity to to tell their story and get people excited about a football season. You know, as we're starting to put the pieces together on this year's media day, I was saying in a meeting the other day that this could be the most important football season that we have had mm. since 1999 when we kicked things off in Provo, Utah for the first time with wow. CSU and BYU. Just because of the, the amount of interest 
um, and the appetite that people have to consume the product in person on TV. Um, so we're just really excited to to just put 2020 behind us, learn from it. We're better for it, but frankly, don't ever want to do that again. <laughs> hey, uh, what about Blake Anderson, head coach of Utah State football? Now he uh, he replaces Gary Anderson. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to be able to visit with him yet, and what's your experience of of uh, I guess visiting with him and how that's been. I have. I've had a chance to talk with Coach Anderson, and I walked away super excited uh, to watch his brand of football. The up-tempo, uh, what do you call it, fast fast break on turf or That's on right, grass. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. I mean, if you're a football fan in Logan and you, you, you know, handpick a style of football to watch, you want something that, that is exciting, that's going to put points on the board. Um, and so that one gets me super excited as a football fan, but in the way that he talks about his players and his program, and I think his past experiences, um, tragic as it may be, um, with his wife uh, passing away, he seems to me to have such a great perspective on what really matters. You know, football and, and sports is a bottom line business. You know, you, you got to win to keep your job. Uh, but it, it seems as though that that's right on par with the relationships that he builds, the the uh, the kids on his team caring about what makes them who they are, what's important to them, who their family is, what you know studies are, are giving them struggles, their girlfriends. Um, when you can strike that balance of having great personal relationships with your players, with your administration, and really care about them on a deep level. And then, oh, by the way, have an exciting brand of football that people want to come and watch. Um, boy, that's a home run. And as it stands right now, with no games being played, I think John Hartwell hit a home run with Blake Anderson. I loved my chat with him and came away super pumped for Aggies football. I know we're about six months away from it, give or take. Speaking of selling the product, Mountain West Conference basketball will not be hard to do in that regard. Coaches like Leon Rice, Steve Alford, Richard Patino, Ryan Odom, Tim Miles is now a part of it. This Mount West Conference basketball season could be a lot of fun just with the coaches alone. Yeah, guys that have come in that have, you know, a ton of winning experience. Um, you know, sometimes you wonder when jobs come open, um, you know, at our level of basketball, usually you get two you, you get two types of coaches. One who's been there, done that, and ready to kind of settle in. Um, you know, Steve Alford. Went to UCLA. I'm sure he could have been at you know another you know Pac-12 school or Big 12 school, Big 10 at some point. But it was time to settle in, and he he looked at University of Nevada and said, you know what? I think this is where at least what he said when he took the job. This is my last job. I'm done chasing you know whatever you know you're out chasing early in your career, and I just want a good place to live, a high level of basketball to coach, and a chance to be in the NCAA tournament each and every year. So you you get those guys. But then you get guys, you know, like Ryan Odom, who obviously has had, you know, some some high profile success, but a guy that that is certainly on the rise and getting his chance to to coach in a big program that's had super success, has had great players, and has, you know, some of the best, if not the best, basketball fans in the Mountain West. I love a basketball atmosphere at Spectrum. I mean, it, it is second to none. Um, so to have those guys, Patino, a name down at, at uh, the University of New Mexico, and 
I think Mountain West basketball is back seriously on the rise. There was a time not too long ago where you're getting four and five teams into the tournament, which is almost half of your league. Um, you know, the last couple of years, been right on the cusp of having that again. So I really like the trajectory of, of where we're headed and being a multiple bid, two, three, every single season. Jesse Kurtz, the lead anchor from Mount West Network, and one of the finest gentlemen you'll ever get a chance to meet, joins us here on the Full Court Press. Jesse, I want to pick your brain for just a little bit and some random topics, and I uh, hope you're okay if, uh, if you'll play along here. You, you've been sure. able to see a lot of great athletes in this conference and some of the best athletes to, to come out of this conference. Who's the most exciting player you've been able to see play in basketball and in football in the Mount West Conference? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, so... Uh, this is this is not because I'm on with you and Logan. I will tell you, Sam Merrill may be my my favorite basketball player oh. to watch mm. because he's not going to pass the all bus team, right? He gets off the bus and you say, okay, you know, probably an average player, you know, not real big, doesn't look super athletic, <laughs> but he is a game changer, and I love watching guys like that. You know, if there's nobody in this league. Um, since I've been a part of it, that I would want to have the basketball um, with game on the line than Sam Merrill. I mean, you can look straight at the, the championship game against San Diego State for the reason one, two, three, four, and five, why. Um, but the other thing that I think that Sam Merrill, um, why I like watching him play, is he made his teammates better. And I think that's the ultimate measuring stick of a competitor. You know, there's great players across the board, but I think the truly, really special players um, elevate the level of play of their teammates, and I think he did that, and it's a big reason they had the success that they did, and I would have loved to have seen them play in that tournament that oh, got canceled, man, unfortunately. Um, didn't, but, uh, so I would say Sam Merrill. Football-wise, uh, Derek Carr, for all the same reasons. Um, Derek made everybody better on that field from Robbie Rouse, who had a fantastic season, you know, running the football in a record setting year. Um, Devontae Adams, there's, there's all kinds of great stories of Devontae and Derek Carr when Devontae was the freshman of the year in Mountain West football that they would meet in a, uh, on, on a practice field. And Devontae was the best receiver out there. And he was red. He was a redshirt freshman. So, I think those two guys, because of the way they elevated everybody else, in addition to being great humans and, and great um, players on the field, I'd say those are my two favorite right off the top of my head. That's a good answer. Uh, you've seen a lot of great Mountain West Conference tournament basketball games as well. Which is the one that's most memorable in regards to the atmosphere and the game itself? So the the Sam Merrill shot was great. Oh, that was incredible. Um, that game was fun, but I, I will tell you the 2013 game, between New Mexico and UNLV was incredible. And I will tell you, I was not there for the Jimmer Fredette, Kawhi Leonard days. And I've heard those were incredible. But I have a suspicion that it would be really hard to top what happened in 2013. UNLV had a a starting lineup that was crazy, crazy good. Um, (laughs) Anthony Bennett was the player of the year, first pick in the NBA draft. Um, He was was special. They had, uh, you know... um, uh, Kim Birch, um, Kaden Reinhardt, uh, Anthony Mosier, uh, they were stacked. And of course, in Vegas, it was 15,000 packed. The lid was coming off the place. And New Mexico had a starting lineup that included Cam Barristow, uh, 
Alex Kirk, Kendall Williams, Ooh. Tony Snell, Hugh Greenwood. I mean, like some guys <laughs> that seriously went on to some professional success. Um, and it was a tight game throughout. Um, UNLV came out with uh, boxing-type hoodies that kind of set the, the tone for a Vegas heavyweight fight. But ultimately, it was New Mexico that won in Steve Alford's final um, Mountain West tournament. And Kendall Williams put an exclamation on the, uh, on the game in the final, say, 15 seconds, got a steal, and then a, did a 360 jam that that place just <laughs> tore off the lid. So, and you know how New Mexico travels. So uh, a, a great New Mexico crowd, a great UNLV crowd, and some high-level players that came down to the end with an exclamation point dunk at the end. That was hard to beat. Your favorite interview? Favorite interview? Uh, so, not an athlete, funny enough. Um, I don't know that if you've ever seen the story from about a year and a half ago on the the grandmas in San Diego. No. Um, that, that kind of got involved with San Diego State basketball. Uh, I went out to San Diego State to sit them down and chronicle why they were a part of the show. And I know people, Mogan, certainly know the show. I've watched, <laughs> I've watched the Twitter traffic. Um, <laughs> but uh, these two ladies, um, some older retired ladies that just kind of got into basketball in their retirement days, joined the show, and the kids of the show kind of took them in. And um, these two were, were characters, their story, um, and how they got into basketball has a little bit of a, a tragic twist with a, a very heartwarming ending. So, so those sorts of interviews, I, I get an opportunity to talk to, to many athletes, and that's part of the job, and it's something I never will take for granted. Um, but to hear someone's stories that you can relate to and, and understand how sports helps lift other people outside of you know, the team or the, uh, you know, the coaches, those are special. And uh, I would encourage you, and if you haven't seen it, um, I'll send you a link. It, it's it's worth a few minutes of your time to understand how how sports can help some folks in need. So I would say it, it, Leila McCoy and and uh, Betty Boucher. That's my that's my favorite interview since I've been with Mountain West Network. I would love to see that, Jesse. You're one of the finest in the business, and I can't tell you how much we appreciate having you on. Thank you so much for your time and best wishes, and we look forward to seeing you at Mountain West Conference Football Media Day. Likewise, uh, and. Good day to those in the Cache Valley. Logan, Utah is always one of my favorite stops on the Mountain West Circuit. So uh, have a great summer, everybody, and look forward to catching up and, and seeing everybody down the road.